Welcome into the Blitz live here on Fan Run Radio, live in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. I'm Charlie Collier, across from me, Sam Beard. He's back behind the board today as we, here with you on this Tuesday, get you through the next couple of hours, get you to your lunch break. Another day closer to Selection Sunday, another day closer to more conference tournaments, March Madness. March 7th today. How are we today, Sam? Doing good? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I uh, can't complain. Normal Tuesday, I feel like. Watched some basketball last night. Um, yeah, just enjoying March, man. Just enjoying March. Yesterday was another good day. Yeah. Um, they all have been, but yesterday was just another good day. We've gone off to a great start so far. This spring, yeah, hot start for this spring so far. Um, Between the weather the weather's and been the basketball. Immaculate. It's really nice. Yeah. I I, I couldn't ask for much more. Um, I could go for an outside conference championship game, play one outdoors maybe on the blacktop. I'm just so thrown off right now. Why's that? I was driving in here. Oh yeah. And like my truck, like a little like wrench emoji popped up. Yeah, that's never good. Doesn't seem like it. No. Um Are you Googling the uh I've been trying to figure it out. See, that's always a hit or miss. You know, it's either, like, you find exactly what is wrong with your car or you think that you've diagnosed, like, seven different issues that maybe not wrong, maybe aren't wrong with your car, but Google's saying that there is something wrong with it. It's kind of like a WebMD, you know? You can kind of self-diagnose yourself a little bit. Well, I kind of think something bad happened. Did, like, something... Like, did the car like jerk or anything when that happened? Was it a? No, I was just driving on. I was driving down Neeland, and I like it popped up, and then when it after, so I, it popped up, and like I clicked OK, and then when I clicked out of it, all everything on my dash went out. So like where it says the amount of miles, it just has dash 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 mm-hmm. miles. You know, where it says average miles per gallon, dash, 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 average miles per gallon. You know, same with miles to empty. Uh, same with just showing, like, fuel economy. There's also a light. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just always there, and I haven't paid attention to it. On the left side, it's like an orange guy that's buckled in, but it looks like he's got a ball in his lap. I guess that just means that my airbag's on, I think. Is that what that one means? And I just don't pay attention to that? Probably. Um. But... It could have just been, like, me tripping, like, placebo effect, or it could not have been, but I felt like my truck was not accelerating at the same rate hmm. afterwards. I, I mean, I don't know how to tell you that one. You're the only one that can judge that one. But also, but also though, like, why would everything go away? Yeah, I feel like it's more just the... Uh, I feel like it's more just like the the wiring and stuff of that of that panel that shows you everything. Your miles per hour, all your 
fuel economy and stuff like that. Well, I don't know what to do. Because, I, I mean, do I just keep driving? Um, I mean, you could probably call the dealership. Because, like, I have to go to Nashville today. Yeah, that's and a little I, bit of There's no work around. Like, I need no, to be yeah. there. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> someone is texting me you should take it in. Something like that happened to my car. <laughs> you might need a new battery. I, I got a new battery, like, somewhat recently. Faulty battery, maybe. I mean, it's been, like, by, by recently, I mean, like, five, six months. Maybe it just now started getting faulty. <laughs> but I can't rent a car. No, no, no. Well, I mean, you're not going to be... That would just be kind of a waste of money because it's just going to be sitting at your house while you're in Vegas. Well, I mean, I need to get to Nashville, Sam. How else am I supposed to you do could that? Still, you could still, like, turn your car in and get a rental car today. Very what? easily. What do you mean? Like, you could get a rental car and drive it back to Nashville. Worst case scenario. That's what I just said, and you said that would be a waste. I mean, it would kind of be a waste of money, but, like, you would have to do it. I just said I have to figure out how to rent a car, and then you just said, well, you don't need to do that. You can just take it to the dealership and rent a car. I thought you said, why, I thought you said, why would I do that when I said rent a car? I just said, I need to rent a car, (laughs) and you said, no, you should rent a car. And I said, what? Like, that's what I'm confused. What what are you talking about? I thought you were saying, like, you weren't going to be able to rent a car. I can't. I'm not old enough. You could probably get in your parents' name. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. They can probably pull some strings for you. You just tell them the, the situation. You know, I got to go to Vegas. I got I to gotta gamble on some basketball games. Like, can I... Re- can I, is there any service that I can rent a car from in, in Knoxville this afternoon and then drop it off in Nashville tonight? What? Why would you want to do that? To drive to Nashville, dummy. Drop it off? What do you mean? Well, I don't want to pay for uh, the the five days of renting a car while I'm not there. Well, then what are you going to do when you're going back to Knoxville? Rent a car for another day again. It's probably like the exact same cost at the end of it all. How? How would that be the same cost? There's probably some sort of payment at the, at the front. Up front. That doesn't make sense at all. You should just drive your truck to Nashville. I don't think it's going to, I don't know if it's going to get there. All right, I'm seeing, uh, Uber apparently has a service where you can rent a car for a day. I'm trying to see if I can drop it off, if I can rent it and drop it off, like, in Nashville. I've just never heard of that from Uber. It's a thing they do. Yeah. Here's one for seventy nine a day. It'll let me pick it up 
in Knoxville and drop it off at the airport in Nashville. A Ford Fiesta. That fits you. I don't think it does. <laughs> Literally or figuratively. A young driver fee might apply. Mm. Young driver fee. I don't know. I How am I supposed to do this show right now when I'm trying to figure this out, you know? Mm. Derek Carr was on the phone with uh, Todd Downing on Sunday and Monday night as he was mulling his decision. No wonder he went to New Orleans. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Come on, Derek, let's... Here, I'll fly you up to New York. I got this new bar. It's one of my favorites. We'll have a couple beers. I'll drive you home. That's probably what Todd was saying to him. Derek Derek. said no. Derek, man, let me just tell you. I got some ideas for you, man. What about, like, instead of having Elijah Moore out there... (sighs) With Garrett Wilson, like, what if on like third down we put Braxton Berrios at, at, at outside receiver and 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 backup tight end Tyler Conklin lines up in the slot, you and I let you throw a screen to Tyler Conklin? How's that sound? You remember that undrafted free agent you you threw a pass to back in July? Yeah, yeah we'll th- we'll throw him in there. We're taking out Garrett Wilson for him on that play. They won't see it coming. They won't see it coming. Hey, Derek. You know how you got these really good running backs? Brees Hall, Michael Carter, well, Zonovan Knight, too. How about on third and one? We pull Ty Johnson out there, line him up as an H-back, and hand him an ender out. <laughs> That's the kind of innovation that I bring to the table. This all makes sense. He, did, he, didn't, he wasn't scared of the AFC East. He was just scared of getting coached by Todd Downing, which is completely Denzel fair. Mims? Completely That fair. guy needs his starting rollback. Is he still at Jet Denzel Mims? What's he up? To? I don't think so. I think he is, because I think they were going to trade him. They never did. I feel like Denzel Mims got released. Did he? I don't know. I feel. I, I definitely feel like they wanted. Maybe kind of early that for that though. No, oh, I think he's still on there. Let's go get Denzel Mims. That's our offseason plan. Nathaniel Hackett believes he could unlock Denzel Mims' potential. I love these headlines coming out of the Is that an actual headline? Yeah. Nathaniel Hackett believes that he can unlock Denzel Mims' potential? Yeah. February 11th. That's hilarious. Is Denzel Mims just the new... God, what was his name? Kevin John... Kevin... Got drafted by the Bears from West Virginia. Kevin White. Kevin White. I don't think Denzel Mims is nearly as bad as Kevin White. I don't know, dude. He had less than 200 yards last year. When was Denzel Mims drafted? Like three years ago? Yeah, but he was like, yeah. First second round? No, second round pick 59. Kevin White I, was a top 10 for pick. For some reason, I thought Denzel Mims was like, Denzel Mims was at the end of the first round. No. I mean, Kevin White was like the eighth overall pick, I think. Interesting. All right. Well, um, 
I don't know, man. We're off and rolling. Let's spin I, a hundred slice wheel on if you should drive your car. I just, I'm down to drive it, but then I'm extra screwed if it just breaks down on the way to Nashville. Yeah, kinda. And also, if it breaks down in Nashville, then I would have to get it fixed in Nashville, and then I could just get stuck in Nashville. I mean, if you get it to Nashville, then you could... Well, I guess your whole family's going to Vegas, yeah. It's going to say, like, you could have someone bring it into the shop for you, kind of, and then once you get back from Vegas, it would probably be ready. But now that your whole family's over there, you're kind of... You're kind of... You're kind of screwed a little bit. I think you'll be fine. I would, yeah, probably I would get another. uh, I think the dealership would would give you a car, though, even if you're not 25 or whatever the. What's Uh, the Is it it 25 for the minimum age? Minimum age. Hey Sam, you wanna you wanna go to Nashville and back today? Yeah, no, not really. <laughs> I'll drive there, and I'll give you, I'll tell you what, 5% of what I leave with from Las Vegas is yours. Yeah? If you give me a ride to Nashville. What if you come back with zero? Well, then you get 5% of nothing. That sounds like I a bad idea. With 20K. I think I would probably... Take my chances on you not winning 20K this weekend. That's messed up of you to say. (laughs) I can't believe you would say something like that when I'm about to get a seven-card straight flush. I mean, a thousand bucks would be pretty nice. Yeah. But. Just randomly driving three hours to Nashville is not as nice. Well, you would have to ride there. Well, yeah, I know, but I would have to drive back. (laughs) Just ride there, though. What if we spun a 100-slice wheel, one of them says yes, and 99 say no? What if I, like, get my brother to pick me up in Cookville? I bet I could talk you into taking me to Cookville today. Maybe. Yeah? I gotta get I would spin a wheel for Cookville. All right, we'll spin a wheel for Cookville, maybe. If we can get that arranged. I don't know. My my dad's in like a business meeting too. My mom's on a flight, so like I can't text him <laughs> and be like, Hey, what do you think I should do? Yeah, that's kinda of brutal. You're just kinda Yeah, I, you're I'm at, still, <laughs> I feel like until you're twenty five, you you still get to text your parents in situations like this and be like, Hey, what do you think? Yeah. I mean your car's like technically a little bit of a ticking time bomb right now. You know, we it may be completely fine or it may just like I don't know. Shut down. I may turn it back on, and everything just might be normal again. Yeah, did you try that when you pulled before. in today? <laughs> that's happened to me before. Did you try that when you pulled in? Did you, like, when you turned your car off, did you just turn it on again to see if it flashed back on? No. I probably would have done that. <laughs> <laughs> if you do that during the break. If it's normal, though, like, do I just go with it? Yeah. You think? Yeah. I don't think you're supposed to do that. You didn't like have any. You didn't feel anything wrong with the car. It was just the no, display that's wrong. No, I told you when I was wrong. accelerating, like it well, felt. Well, no, that's weird. definitely a placebo. 
It might be. You just definitely. I don't know if it you felt were trying weird. to get something I, wrong. I, with I your don't car entirely know if I was tripping or if it was actually like not accelerating correctly, but I, it did feel weird. See, there was another time I was driving back from Washington D.C. at like five in the morning, and my car randomly had every light flash at once and then stopped working completely, and the engine shut off, and I had to quickly coast to the side of the interstate. And it just had no idea what to do, so I took the keys out, waited there for about five minutes, put them back in, and the car turned on and worked normally. So I just drove the rest of the way and pretended it never happened. Don't do that, because the exact same thing happened again a week later, except I was in the middle lane of I-40 in rush hour traffic in Knoxville. And for the life of me, I still don't understand how without being able to have any kind of acceleration, my engine just completely not working, I was able to get coast around traffic into the shoulder, but I still just think. I mean, like, that that ended up being a pretty big issue, so I don't know. Yeah, that, I, that I, sounds I, loud. I don't know if that I want to ignore things anymore. I don't know. We're off and rolling. I'll quit talking about my truck. We'll, we'll get into some college basketball on the other side. Back here in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios, we've been trying to figure out just a transparency here between us and the people with White Claw. We've been trying to figure out what Calamati is for a mm-hmm. while. Yeah. We hear it in the ads. We've told you even that, you know, the the delicious, they are delicious, by the way. You had, you said you were drinking some this weekend. Yeah. Very good. The uh, the new lemonades. But couldn't put my finger on in what the a ad, hint of yeah, Calamati is. Yeah, it a hint is. of Calamati. And we've been just been trying to figure it out. What is that? I, I just finally hit it with a little Google. Um, it's a Philippine, Philippian, Filipino, lime. Okay. Or lemon. Interesting. It's a citrus hybrid, cultivated in the Philippines. I like it. Shout out to White Claw for getting yeah. With it. Sorry, now I text my uncle. That's a car guy. See what he says. <laughs> but he's he. The problem is, is he's a car guy, but he's not a phone guy. Mm, that's always an issue. So I texted him, and then I sent him a picture, and then he just said that orange light means that there's an airbag warning, and I was like, that's it's not really like. I don't think that's the that's, that's the answer. Yeah, that you were wasn't like for. what I was really talking about yeah. though. Like did you just did you just there? send them the picture of the dashboard and like nothing no no, no I context sent him a text or and then the dashboard okay. but like I don't know maybe he didn't scroll up and read the text yeah I don't think he did the dashboard I don't think he did I uh, will figure it out but uh, conference tournaments are rolling along we've already had six one seeds and conference tournaments go down uh, thirteen conference tournaments have begun and six one seeds are no longer a part of their conference tournament. We've only had two win. Kennesaw State, uh, funny enough, was not the favorite in their in their tournament from a betting perspective, but they were the one seed, and they actually won their conference. Same goes for, um, pardon me, UNC Asheville. They were not the favorite in their conference. Longwood was, but UNC Asheville, as the one seed, ultimately won the Big South. Kind of maybe a little fortunate in their way to it, honestly. But the madness has already begun. Six one seeds down. Uh, last night, a couple more tickets punched. 
Louisiana, disappointing. I, I really wanted South Alabama to win it. Just I had a future. I had a future. I had a future on the eight seed, South Alabama, to win the conference. So I was pretty excited. Uh, for a while, they were winning. And at the end of the day, just one three-point shot short. Really went all the way down, too. I don't know if you were watching. I wasn't watching that one. Why not? I just wasn't watching it. Sam, if there's a conference championship game on, you need to be watching it. I know. I know. I know. Those are the rules. I don't make them, but those are the rules. I think I was at the gym. I was, actually, because I was watching Louisiana at the gym. I was like, oh, yeah, Charlie's got South Alabama. So healthy, loser. Watch more basketball. Quit taking care of yourself. It's on it both. I just wasn't intently watching. Well, you should have been. Um, the other championship game last night, Furman, they were not going to let it happen again. Furman is the one seed. Last year, they got upset on a buzzer beater. Um, it was one of the cooler moments, right, of, uh, of I think, um, the early portions of, of conference tournaments in March Madness last year. Like, everyone remembers that ov- overtime game that ended in, you know, the UTC buzzer beater. The guy made the T-shirt out of the shot and started mm. selling it. Um, Furman was not going to let that happen again. They jumped out to an 18-0 run, or you know, jumped or went on an 18-0 run early. Jumped out to a pretty quick lead. UTC kept fighting back, uh, but Furman just able to hold him at arm's length, and just the tournament impact of of the two teams that we saw get in last night. Louisiana, I think, is a dangerous team. Uh, the Sun Belt. You know, I think always kind of provides some some danger, but now they've added in even more teams too, and in, in expansion they've become an even better conference. Um, with Louisiana, pretty good offense, decent defense. Probably going to be somewhere between like a twelve to fourteen. I'd say probably like a thirteen if I had to guess. They, uh, if you look at teams similar to them, there are some teams in that group. Uh, that that looks similar, you know, when you're trying to compare team metrics, um, such as a VCU team, you know, that made a, a run to the Final Four and won four games. They have a lot of similarities with that Oregon State team that made a run to the Elite Eight. Uh, they have similarities to um, three different 14 seeds that won in the first round. So Louisiana, a dangerous group. Um, thought it was impressive the way that they kind of ran through the Sunbelt tournament and then Furman I mean if you want to talk about dangerous that is that is the Dens the the Paladins I wouldn't say that you know they're some upset lock or anything but they're dangerous you know they're the kind of team the way that they play basketball and the way that they're probably going to play in the opening round they're either going to get beat by like 25 or pull off a crazy upset but They'll probably be – if I had to guess, I would say they're probably, like, one of the very first 13 seeds. Okay. Furman. But um, great offense, not so great defense, and they just get into shootouts pretty consistently. I mean, they rain down threes. They shoot a bunch of threes. Um They've played a fast pace, get, some, get a bunch of shots up, and, and just try to outscore teams. So I think both of the teams we saw get punched through tonight, yeah, pretty dangerous. 
pretty dangerous. Got a couple more conference tournament championship games tonight, uh, four to be exact, in the early window. Or five, pardon me. In the early window, you have Northern Kentucky, Cleveland State. Uh, out of the In the Horizon Championship, Northern Kentucky, I think, when you talk about potential tournament teams, probably more dangerous. They play better defense. I like Northern Kentucky in that game, but I think both of them probably looking at a 15 or a 16 seed, so not a big threat. Um, you have Merrimack and Farley Dickinson. Farley Dickinson, which... Shout out to the NCAA for their stupid reclassification rules. Yeah. Merrimack has blown their blown gotten to the, the the championship on blowouts, and if they win it tonight, it doesn't matter. They don't get to go dancing because it's their third year of reclassification, which means they're not eligible yet. So congratulations to Fairleigh Dickinson, they are already in. That's uh, your just other, not even fun. Yeah, your other finals tonight. The one that I think I'm look, most looking forward to uh, is UNC Wilmington and Charleston. Okay. In the CAA, Charleston is thirty and three. If you remember earlier in this year, they were perceived as, as darlings. They mm-hmm. were ranked, um, selling out crowds. Pat Kelsey was getting a lot of loves as a, a lot of love as a coach. They got lucky to escape Towson last night. One seeded Hofstra went down. Uh, at the hands of UNC Wilmington, so College Char- of Charleston at thirty and three, now the highest remaining seed left. That they're a ten point favorite. I don't see any way they beat UNCW by ten. I think that's going to be a really close game. Um, if you're a fan of of chaos in March, then you don't want to be a fan of chaos tonight. Charleston is the kind of team that you want in the tournament, and they would have a decent chance at an at-large bid, at-large bid, but but not a great one uh, if 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 they weren't to win this game. And then your late finals: Gonzaga, St. Mary's, the trilogy. Gonzaga playing to try to maybe get up to a two seed. St. Mary's trying to lock themselves into those top four seeds. That's obviously going to be fun. And also at nine, North Dakota State, Oral Roberts. I watched the end of that North Dakota State, uh, South Dakota State game last night. That wasn't even a good game. I know, it wasn't good. That was the one you picked out of all the games yesterday? I watched a couple before. Okay. And then I went to the gym with the Louisiana game, and then I like went home, ate some dinner, and showered and everything, and then was like, what's, what's on? North Dakota State, South Dakota State was on, so I threw it on at the end of my night. Lenardi's bracketology uh, that came out like at midnight has a uh, Tennessee playing Louisiana in the opening round. Oh, that's dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> that's fun. Not a good draw in this Lenardi bracketology fort. If we were to win that game, we'd play the winner of Creighton and Rutgers in Nevada. Wouldn't like playing Louisiana or Creighton really. I'd be all right with Creighton. Really. I just don't think Creighton has the depth for March. Like I yeah. think they get into their bench and and it gets really iffy. But do we have that bench or do we, like do we have that depth as much anymore? We still have uh, some depth. We got some depth, but we're not. We have as depth. We, we have certain positions. We yeah. do have depth. Positionally. Positionally correct. Other championship though, North Dakota State Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts in that group of teams like Charleston. That man, they're really good. If they don't win their tournament, they'll probably not in. 
I, I would say that both Charleston and Oral Roberts, a couple other of these schools, deserving to get in even without the wins. I mean, it's tough when some of these mid-majors, like you get one, maybe two opportunities to pick up a signature win, and if you're a decent mid-major, no one worth a damn is going to play you. So it's tough. Um, the resume obviously doesn't stack up, but would you rather have 16 and 13 Wisconsin or Max Optimus, who scores 22 points a game, and Oral Roberts if they weren't to win tonight? Like, I'd rather have Oral Roberts, even though, you know, the, the, the resume side to side would probably still favor Wisconsin, but really hope Oral Roberts gets the win tonight. They're 10 and a half point favorites, but they've kind of struggled a little bit. And the conference tournaments, they were down early against North Dakota before they stormed back, won that one by 16. Um, we're messing around with the Tommies last night for most of the game before they won by five. In the final regular season game, they only won by four. Need Oral Roberts to have a big one tonight because Max Obmus, Obmus and um, they have, you remember the old Arkansas? Tall, white boy, skinny. Yes, 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 yes. He is on Oral Roberts now, isn't he? Yeah. Connor Vanover. Yeah, I was going to say. I knew and it was Connor. I he is six, f- seven, five, still skinny as all get out, but he <sighs> scores 13 a game, grabs seven rebounds, and shoots a very high percentage. Um, so those are your championship games tonight. We'll get into – we'll get into um, the major conference tournaments that start this week here on the other side. Me. I thought I heard a siren. <laughs> I don't know. That was weird. I was, I was tripping maybe. But, uh, back here on the Blitz, that song's got me feeling like baseball season. It is baseball season, kind of. Yeah. I mean, fully. fully. We're getting baseball there. Baseball season soon, but that's yeah, spring training. The World Baseball Classic is happening soon. Obviously. I can't wait for that. Obviously, college baseball rolling along, too. I'm, I'm also pretty pumped for World Baseball Classic. Yeah. Do, do we know when? Uh, I'll look it starts? up. I don't know. We, all right. Sam looking that up for us, but um, the next two weeks fully encapsulated by by college hoops. I mean, they just is is set aside. Really, I don't even like the next day or two might be your last chance to just kind of take a breath and 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 be away from college basketball just you know for a time or two throughout your day because I mean it really is it's here. It is the madness has is upon us. Um, more conference tournaments start today. We've had thirteen so far, but a bunch more start today. We're starting the WAC. We're ta- we're starting the ACC. We're starting the A10. Big East gets going tomorrow. SEC gets going tomorrow. Big Ten gets going tomorrow. Like all of these, everyone's going to be starting by by tomorrow, except for the Ivy League, who starts this weekend because they do little four team tournaments Saturday, Sunday. But everyone else. Uh, well, I started their tournament by tomorrow. Out of these high major tournaments, Sam, what are you? Which one are you most looking forward to? Well, it seems kind of like an obvious answer, but is it? I think it is. Because I, I don't know. Like to me, there are three obvious answers. I'm There's definitely I'm most interested in the Big because Twelve. I think it'll be the best games. There's one that I'm looking forward to because I think it has the most drama. And there's one that I'm looking forward to because it's the teams that I follow most okay. closely. So the last one's the SEC. Right. <laughs> I think your second one is the Big Ten. Right. And the first one's the Big 12. Yeah. So, I mean, 
So you said you're a little, you're most looking forward to the Big Twelve. Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking for. It, they've been trading blows all year. You know, like anybody can beat anybody in any given night, and I think that just gets amplified even more in March, especially when you get a conference tournament, and then you know you're gonna get. Actually, I don't know, because I do think, you know, maybe while that tournament will be so exciting, it's almost like the Big 12 has so many tournament teams that, like, maybe they're not, they're not, there aren't as many guy, uh, like teams that are fighting for that spot to, like, hey, we got to win the we got to win the Big 12 tournament to get into the dance type of thing. Right. I mean, I think, I mean, everyone wants to win a conference tournament. Obviously, that's a lot of fun, but I, I think we've kind of gotten to a point where we understand like if you don't need something out of the conference tournament if you don't directly need the conference tournament to like springboard yourself into the tournament or into get a better the top seed yeah or seed then yeah i mean it, it it's fun and it's it's always about bragging rights everything else but i you know i think there is maybe some value also to getting a little extra extra rest okay especially so- because it's not always valued apparently as we learned last year conference tournaments don't maybe bring the value to a seat from a seating perspective as maybe we thought so just yeah for the big 12 it's like man yes we're going to get all the best games and i enjoy that but it it doesn't have the same like chaos slash drama that i look for in in my conference tournaments like i'm going to watch the big 12 tournament every game and i'm going to enjoy it but i get what you mean i'll mainly be rooting for texas tech oklahoma state and oklahoma and once those three teams are out then I'll kind of lose the drop of interest because I, I mean I want someone to steal a bid from the Big Twelve. I would love if Texas Tech made a run. I really like that Texas Tech team, but yeah, for the Big Twelve, it's like okay, Baylor, Iowa State, Kansas, Texas, Kansas State, TCU. That is everyone that got the buy through to the quarters, and those are all tournament locks. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll go to the ACC then for a for a Power can, Five conference championship. Sec, that though. okay. One seed is Kansas. They get the winner of, of West Virginia, Texas Tech. Two seed Texas. They it's get Oklahoma game. State, Oklahoma winner. And then Kansas State plays TCU, and Baylor plays Iowa State. This point, it feels like Kansas has a one seed locked up. Easily. Feels like Texas and Baylor aren't going to fall off the two line, but, I mean, can either of them – knock anyone off that one line either mm. your projected one seeds right now are Alabama obviously Kansas um, and then UCLA and Houston okay. I don't think Houston Kansas or Alabama are going anywhere at this point yeah I agree with that even though Kansas, I think, is maybe getting too much of a boost. Are they? Yeah. Just a little bit too much of a boost. I mean, I know they have a ton of impressive wins, but still think maybe they've lost one too many games to just unquestionably be a one seed. But it appears they're going to be, so maybe Texas can can, can take it back from UCLA if UCLA were to lose early. But... You think they'll you know, do two Big 12 one seeds, though? I think there's a chance. Uh, not a great one. Like, I, I think, yeah, we're probably probably not looking at a ton of seeding drama in the Big 12. Maybe Iowa State wants to win one more to feel a little bit more comfortable about where they're going to be in the tournament 
you know, maybe TCU wants to win one more just to say, hey, again, forget about that losing streak we went on when Mike Miles was hurt. He's back and, and we're winning. But um, this one, yeah, again, this tournament just doesn't have the same bubble drama outside of Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Who do you have winning the Big 12 tournament? Um, I'll take Texas. I think one of those three. I think this Kansas team doesn't win the Big 12. Out of Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, I do think one of those three makes it to the semifinals somehow. Um, Did you say out of Texas, Texas Tech, and Oklahoma? Out of Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma. Oh, okay. The three teams that are not tournament teams as we yeah. start the tournament. I think, think one of them gets through to, to the at semi. least the semifinal. Just to, to give us a little, I don't know, a little drama, a little intrigue. But I got Baylor. I'm still big on Baylor. I think they're coming out of it. So you said maybe the ACC then. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking about you know, a, a conference championship where you got some teams that need to win a conference championship to get into the to get into the tournament or you know, you got some teams like Virginia that are struggling. Miami's been been holding pretty steady in the ACC this year. Duke's kind of surging right now and you know, North Carolina just they lost, you know, they 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 lost those two to Duke this year and they've been struggling at the end of the year and they're not looking like they're going to make the tournament. So, yeah, maybe to the opposite of my original point, there's some teams in this ACC tournament that are kind of desperate to try and get into the into March. So maybe they might might have some fireworks in this tournament. I mean, this tournament definitely has the feel of one that could have a bid thief in there somewhere yeah. too, just because there are just some bad teams in the ACC. But even the top of the ACC isn't that great, so they're mm. all more susceptible to getting beat. Um, your top four seeds: one Miami, two Virginia, three Clemson, four Duke. Clemson needs to win to get in the yeah. NCAA tournament. They'll probably they play NC State in, in the quarterfinals. Um, UNC, obviously, they need to make a run maybe through the whole thing. But yeah, you already will, see the UNC fans, man, they're delusional sometimes. Just the way that – not all of them, but just the amount of UNC fans that I feel like I, I see online that still just expect to see their team on the bubble – there's no reason to be, but I've seen them now talking. Well, we got a great draw. We got a great draw. Do you? Yeah, I don't you're, know about you're that. You're the one. seven seed that has to play in the <laughs> second round. UNC. Yeah, you, know, you get the winner of Boston College, Louisville. God forbid you lose that, but yeah, you know if you get past that, you get a Virginia team. Let's go win four day, four games in four days. Yeah, I mean, we got I, a great I draw. See, I could see them getting past Virginia too. I'm not overly impressed by Virginia, and then from there you got Clemson or maybe NC State. You know, I could see them winning that game. Then from there, Duke or Pitt or, or Miami, somebody else. But you could see them winning that game too. It's just, are they going to be consistent enough to win four games in a row? That's where the the problem is. You don't mm-hmm. see them winning multiple of those games. You could see them winning any one in, in a vacuum, but. Together, I don't see it happening. I, I think UNC season's done. The one that I'm looking forward to most, though, is the Big Ten tournament, I think, just because, first of all, you, you had a, teams going into the final day of the Big Ten season with the scenarios of 
we could finish as the two or the eight. Like that's how tight that tournament was. But between the bubble drama, um, just how tight this league was, everything else. Northwestern got the two seed, their first double bye yeah. in Big Ten tournament history. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm pumped to see this one. I mean, you start off Ohio State, Wisconsin. That's that's how we're gonna start. You kidding me? Ohio State sneakily playing some good basketball again. Can they make the miracle run from Wednesday to Sunday? <laughs> Probably not. But then Wisconsin, they have to win this game and. Maybe one more against Iowa to feel all right about getting into the NCAA tournament. You have a Nebraska team in the second game that has one of the most fun players in college basketball, the Japanese Steph Curry. Get into the next day, Rutgers and Michigan. We start the day immediately with more bubble drama. Rutgers backing their way out of the field. They lost one of their better players, haven't been the same since. Michigan trying to get into the field as well. Loser of that game's out of the tournament. Like at 11 a.m. on a on a Thursday, you're gonna have two teams play for uh, one to keep their season alive. Yeah, I love that. Penn State, you know, they might need to win one more against Illinois to keep their season alive. See how high like Northwestern can climb. We'll see. I, I mean, I, I, at this point, the way Purdue's played too, I don't think there's even a clear favorite in this tournament. You could tell me one Purdue all the way through all the way through 10 Penn State wins this tournament. I would not be shocked. The only thing that would shock me would be one of the play-in teams winning it. And even then, that's just more the amount of games they have to play than anything else. So that's why I, I, that's the tournament I'm looking forward to most. Um, bid stealers. We know there's going to be some every year. We've had some famous ones in the past, like that Georgetown team that, that won the Big East tournament. Most likely bid thief this year. Out of any conference? Any conference. Man, that's hard to, to think of just off the top of your head. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Any conference. You know, maybe it's... Maybe it is Texas Tech. Maybe it's Yeah. Maybe it's Michigan. Maybe it's It's not Michigan. Maybe it's Fordham. <laughs> Perhaps it's UAB. Jelly Walker. They've won eleven out of twelve ever since he's got back from injury. There's usually chaos in the conference USA. I'm gonna stick. I don't know if this is necessarily a bid steal, maybe, because they, they're kind of on the border here. Let's take Pittsburgh to win the ACC. Yeah, they that wouldn't really be a bid thief. They just win. If they beat the winner of Georgia Tech and Florida State, like they've probably locked a tournament spot up. I was, that's what I was saying. They're not really, They're kind of like just on the lower side of the tournament, not really outside yet. I'll give it to you, I guess, just for the sake of it's 10:56. Yeah, that's kind of a tough question to spring on me through all of 
all of basketball with four minutes left. Sometimes I forget that, like, normal people aren't just thinking about that. Yeah, I'm not just thinking about, like, any bid stealer in all of basketball. And like, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, a stranger could walk up to me in a Chili's uh, today for lunch and be like, hey, who do you think's going to steal a bid? Chili's specifically? And like, yeah, uh, who do you think's going to steal a bid? And I could just Washington State. Okay. Texas Tech. I don't hate UAB. Texas Tech. Like, I guess, like, those are the things that I think about throughout the day all day. Like, I'll, I'll just be sitting there today, like, getting a haircut. I'm just going to be like, man, UNCW, Charleston tonight, man. That's going to be good. Can't wait. going to be great. Most likely bid thief, though. I, I, I do get a weird feeling that something's going to happen in the Pac-12 just because you only have two teams that – you only have two teams that are blocks for the tournament at this point. USC probably closer to in than out. But UCLA and, and Arizona, the only locks. I, I actually could see like a Washington State, who's a sneaky kind of decent team, or like a Utah winning that tournament. What's happened to Oregon this year, man? I feel like they were supposed to be pretty solid. Yeah, they sucked for like a while, mm-hmm. and then they made a run towards the bubble, and then faded again. Yeah. But if they won the Pac-12 tournament, that would probably be the least surprising thing ever. So, since this is our last show of the week, we'll, we'll, we'll just hit it real quick before we get out of this hour. Big 12, you have Kansas, I have Baylor. Mm-hmm. Or Texas, I have No, I, I have Texas, yeah, sorry. Um, Pac-12. Uh, Pac-12, I'll take Arizona. Give me USC. Okay. Boogie uh, Ellis playing good right now. Big 10. We'll say it on the count of three. Ready? Three, two. One, Indiana. Yeah, Indiana. What was that? I was going to say Michigan just to piss you off there <laughs> because I was saying Michigan wasn't going to win when you said <laughs> bid stealer. <laughs> yeah, no, Indiana. Big East. Three, two, one, Villanova. No chance. <laughs> <laughs> That's my bid thief. Butler. We're making a run, baby. Providence. I actually do think Villanova is going to win the Big East. I take back my USC Pac-12. I give the I, I give UCLA the Pac-12 now, but give me give me Villanova in the Big East. Neptune and the boys are gonna they're gonna find a way do something out of this world. Ooh, Ooh you like that one? Neptune and the boys out you, of this you world. You were looking for it. Yeah, yeah. SEC. Yeah. Ready? One, two, three. Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. <laughs> Hey, actually, though. They actually, like, if they win I mean, two like, more games, they like they might get into the – I think they're a tournament team. They're kind of – I mean, they're just getting hot they're at the right good. time. Yeah. They're kind of not bad. I think Jerry Stackhouse listens to this show. I think he He went us. from, like, almost fired midseason to SEC Coach of the Year, and it immediately – it lines up directly with the day that I decided to just spend five minutes attacking him. Yeah. I think he heard it. Um, ACC, three. Two, one, Miami. Miami. Nice. Hour one done. Hour two is on deck. I hope you were staying with us at home. 